If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now your hosts, Mark and Mike. Yo, 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 Big Daddy, we're back again on the Carolina Underground. How you doing tonight, Mike? Ooh, I'm here. At least I'm not up in the Northwoods looking at Bigfoot excrement trying to figure out where he's at. <laughs> well, that's one of those. I've never never really wanted to be in one of those professions where you had to determine what, uh, what type of poop you were looking at. I don't know why. Well, I guess that's useful to a hunter, you know. I mean, well, because yeah. if, you, if you run across bear poop or, or, or puma poop while you're hunting deer, you may want to turn around and head in the opposite direction, but. Ain't that Aside from that, I can't see much uh, much use for it myself. <laughs> Neither can I, because we've had a traumification this week. You know, my little puppy dog that I love, that little puppy dog. Mm-hmm. She uh, had a little problem, and let's just say it didn't smell real good, and it was real messy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I am so sorry to hear that. Oh, she's fine. We found out the the vet thinks she ate too many carrots, and she ate a whole pound of baby carrots. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. She wanted to be orange, like Donald well, Trump. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. There's been a lot of things going on in this old world since the last time me and you were talking about uh, the USS North Carolina and Teaches Hole and uh, Brown Mountain Lights. That is true, and I know we were planning to do uh, an episode and discuss the uh, the tools that we were going to use and put together a plan of attack to go out and search some of these things out. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it might be a good idea to address some of the things that are going on in the world at this point. Yep. What you think? I think you're right. I think it says uh, you know um, I saw something today, and you know, I think I think the Seems to be the thing that's on everybody's mind is the latest school shooting that took place in Nashville. I think it was Nashville, mm-hmm. I believe. Right. And um, I saw a group today. Uh, was it today? Yeah, I believe it was today. It was either today or the day that it happened or shortly thereafter. I may have just, because, you know, I don't normally. I don't watch the news. I catch up on it in spats of like every three or four days. I just get a Mm -hmm. download because it makes me want to punch the TV. And I got tired of going to Best Buy. No, I understand. Well, uh, the the big problem is that it is all, the vast majority of it is so partisan. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter which side of the coin you're on. The they are very much controlled by the people that have their purse strings. Oh, most definitely. And, but uh, the thing, the thing that goes, you know, the the shooter in this was a transgender. Um, if I if I'm reading it's right, it was a transgender female that preferred to identify as a male. 
that is correct, but I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna press. I'm gonna press the pause button right okay. there and talk about. I'm gonna go on a rant about something that that bothers me. Okay. Now, one of the things that we have is a very Orwellian situation, i.e., 1984 George Orwell's book, mm-hmm. where the people that are the talking heads and everybody else are changing our language. Okay, and there are things like. Uh, words like homophobic, and you hear a lot now about transphobic. Mm-hmm. Okay, now phobia is a fear of. Mm-hmm. I have no fear of someone else's sexual preference. Okay, so I take issue with the word homophobic. Mm-hmm. Okay, and transphobic, and mm-hmm. these words are thrown at people willy nilly to make you know, sort of like the word racist is thrown at people to, you know, when they can't, when they don't want to listen to your argument, they throw mm-hmm. out that word of racist or homophobic or transphobic, and that is just not an accurate or correct use of the word. Phobia is a fear of uh, something. And I agree with an that. An irrational fear of mm-hmm. something. No well, it's kind of like what Margaret Thatcher said, when they can't, outmaneuver you or outthink you politically they have to get into the gutter and start calling names and stuff like that right and then the second piece of the puzzle that i take tremendous issue with is the word transgender okay gender is a scientific term it is based on the word genus as in genus and species it Mm -hmm. refers to the sex of a critter of, of a critter of some sort in a very in a genus and a species, a genus species gender, mm-hmm. and it refers to the biological sex, not your preference, the biological sex of a creature based on the presence or absence of a Y chromosome. Until right. someone can show me scientifically that somebody painting their nails or taking hormone blockers or uh, you know, estrogen or testosterone or whatever hormone treatments mm-hmm. can change that genetic component. Gender is a reusing that word is that word is being used inappropriately, and I take issue with that. The correct scientific words are transvestite or transsexual, as I understand it. And so, those are one of those things, in my personal opinion societally we need to push back on those terms and the misuse of those terms and with mm-hmm. that i'll i'll, I'll hush and i'm sorry about it <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a personal thing it is and well and you know and, and it's not that we have learned through history mm-hmm. that words have consequences and the messages that are being put forth today have been skillfully tailored mm-hmm. by people to promote victimhood mm-hmm. and the further degradation of the societal fabric of this nation. Correct. Uh, it's not that people, I, and I, I can just say this, it's not that I don't, I don't think they're less human than anybody else, and it's not that I hate anybody. And it's knowing you, I know I haven't ever met anybody that you would ever hate Mm -hmm. intentionally. Correct. But um, 
what There's what some the part that irritate the bejeebers out of me, and I can well, name them, but you know that's not very polite. <laughs> well, for me, that's that we do not have time because that list is like several hundred pages long. Right, but, right. You know, the and it's not necessarily. I can deal with the language and stuff. It's not. I tend to phase all that stuff out anyway because it's all smoke and mirrors for the people that get hung up on and can't see the forest for the trees. Correct. Some most of the time. The yep. the part that really stood out to me was there's a group uh, that is calls is called the Trans Resistance Network. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when uh, this this tragedy happened because anytime anybody gets killed mm-hmm. by another human being intentionally or tra- unintentionally mm-hmm. it is a tragedy mm-hmm. yes and instead of recognizing that fact um and and of course they put out yes it's a tragedy that the i believe the way they termed it if i get this correctly and i want to be sure i quote this word for word so i make sure i get it Mm-hmm. And they they posted, and I quote, the first tragedy today is the loss of the three children and adults. I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. And it says, we extend our deepest sympathies and heartfelt prayers to those families dealing with the loss of loved ones. There is mm-hmm. nothing we can offer that will comfort the hurt or ease the sorrow. We will mourn with you. Wonderful mm-hmm. statement. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Right. Mm-hmm. But they did not stop there, which is probably where they should have. And mm-hmm. I think that the next statement is probably a little more controversial. And I know it received the ire of a congressman from the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And it they continue, and I quote, the second and more complex tragedy is that Aiden, who is the shooter's preferred name, or mm-hmm. Aubrey Hale, who felt, I'm going to say she, but they put he, had no effective way to be seen than to lash out by taking the life of others and by consequence himself. Mm-hmm. Would really be herself. But that's picking that shit out of pepper. Mm-hmm. The second part there, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I have had a lot of problems in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, let's, just, let's just think about this. You know me personally. Mm-hmm. I'm a big old boy. I've been a big old boy all my life. When I was little, I had to wear husky jeans from Sears and Roebuck Company because mm-hmm. I was a big old boy. Mm-hmm. If there is one group in this world where it ain't got nothing to do sexually, it ain't got nothing to do with anything, but I have been a member of a group all my life that people make fun of regardless, and that is overweight people. Mm-hmm. I have been up until the point where I got successful and people realized, oh, they're going to have to kiss my rear end if they want to get paid. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. been picked on, degraded, made felt like that I'm less of a human because I like little Debbie, mm-hmm. and I like... I just like to eat. Let's just put it like that. But I will tell you this. The one difference between me and somebody else, I might die of diabetes. I might die of being overweight. But I guarantee doggone tell you, I ain't going to die for a lack of not eating what I enjoy. Well, Roger that. And I mean, my, my personal story, I was a, I was a, now, wait a, minute, wait a, minute. I was I'm a not nerd a, wait a and a hold geek up, hold and a up. brain. 
and so I was beaten. You know, I was you were picked on too, danced and picked on and thrown into gym lockers and right. stuff like that. But here's the key to that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't go pick up a gun and go Correct. shoot somebody. And the now I don't know about where you grew up at, but where I grew up at, it would have been real easy because we were allowed to have guns in the car in the pickup oh. truck in the window at school. Absolutely. But again, I'm going to remind you of something that we grew up with, and it is the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones. But words will never hurt me. me. And I'm going to be, this may be a little harsh for a lot Mm -hmm. of people. Mm -hmm. And I really hate that those three kids and those three adults died. And I, and I do, do have a monicum of compassion for, I'm not even going to name the shooter because I don't even think we should name him. I don't think the news should ever name him anyway. Mm-hmm. For the shooter and, and for the situation that they found themselves in. But I'm mm-hmm. going to be honest with you. The best thing that I saw out of this whole entire story was the picture from the body cam of the shooter laying dead on the ground because the police did their job and stopped well, absolutely. That's and that's. The, I will agree with you on that. But again, my whole point. This is here's the problem that I have with the whole thing. All right, all tools that mankind uses are meant to provide assistance to a human being to perform a task. Correct. And that's one of the things that, especially with firearms. Okay, even you know, same thing with a knife or a sword or set of nunchucks or mm-hmm. whatever those are known as equalizers and what those equalizers have been used for historically is to take or is to be in the hands of someone who is facing an opponent that is bigger stronger m- more numerous whatever mm-hmm. than yourself okay or you know for example used in the in hunting a deer now, I mean, again, a lot of people, t- every time people look at a deer, they think about Bambi. But let me tell you, a 12-point buck can mess up your day mm, if you almost get definitely. in their way. Most definitely. Okay. Well, and then, and, you, and then you, th- you think about this, though, and it's like mm-hmm. people get blackballed for having leftist affiliations. And this mm-hmm. whole c- idea of canceling somebody and mm-hmm. stuff of that nature, it just kind of... It, it, it's this that you know that I, we were always taught that the meek mm-hmm. shall inherit the earth. Absolutely. But my question is: is how meek will they be after they do? Well, that's a good point. But back and I, and that is a good question. But I'm, and to finish my train of thought again, the word that has frequently been used in uh, to to me is referring to a handgun or a. Uh, shotgun or whatever a, a weapon as an equalizer mm-hmm. okay now and when you are uh, you know when you are using an equalizer the thought or intent is to use against someone more powerful than you are now so using that against you know elementary school children and unarmed um, educators mm-hmm. If those people are are oppressing you, if you are 30 years old, well, she was 28, right? Might Each, as well be whatever. 30. Might as well be 30. When you are, uh, you're, you're grown. Right. 
okay? And if these people, if an elementary school teacher or a group of elementary school teachers are oppressing you personally, you have a mental illness and you need to seek professional help. And I, my understanding is that she was uh, being seen, or he, whatever, I'm sorry, was being seen mm -hmm. professionally for, you know, by, by, by uh, uh, a doctor for some form of mental illness. But that's well, and, the but whole you know, point that and, It was too, though. You, got, you have groups coming out to defend this shooter, but hmm. you didn't have anybody coming out to defend the shooter of the Pittsburgh Synagogue. It's, it's amazing how the narratives and the stories of the victimhood changes as events unfold and right. the detail. Why can't a Depending somebody on the that, level right, of victimhood of the, of the end of perpetrator, the right? So yeah. why can't we just all agree that killing people is not a is good a thing? Bad right. Exactly. It is. And well, I look at it like this. Mm -hmm. I live my life simply. I have lived like this, you know, and I've, from what I understand, from what I've read, it's probably, well, I can tell you right now without a doubt, it's not a popular way to live at this point in time in history. I believe I live and let live. I don't care what you do, who you love, or what you think, mm -hmm. but don't expect me to change what I think and what I believe because you have a fantasy that you want other people to believe. If you want, based if that's, a, yeah, if that's based on a political narrative, right? Go ahead. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. I don't care. We see you. Heck, I'll even break bread with you. I don't care. You, I value you as a human being. And, and we. And but the problem is, is the problem they have been fed so much victimhood. Woe is me that they get pissed off and really bent out of shape when anybody tries to ask a question, tries to say their truth, because that's right. no longer about the truth. It's always about their truth, not anybody else's. Right. And I have never in my life met anyone that wanted to erase the existence of a trans person a gay person mm -hmm. a black person a chinese person and we're we're supposed to be the hillbilly idiots down here in the south well maybe that's maybe that's why we why they consider us that way but again that was one of the other things it's another southernism i know that you that you grew up with is that there's three sides to every story there's your side there's their side and then somewhere in between the two is the truth right and so you've got in order to arrive at the truth You've got to hear each other's stories to some degree. Mm -hmm. Now, again, this whole thing with the with with whole you know trans and all of that nonsense. If we're going to actually say transgender, then I want to talk about trans species because when I was a young boy, I wanted to be a triceratops. Well, I wanted and to so, be a log truck. Well, there you go. And well, so, and, but mean, see, I'm, but let's you know as we always talk about usually, let's right. think about this. And kind of look back a little, draw back just a minute. And I want to mention something. Sure. The reason why this is not labeled as gender dysphoria and mental illness anymore is because they found out a way to make the treatments profitable and that insurance right. would pay for it. And there's money in it. Absolutely. So they don't care who they exploit, 
who they hurt, whether they're going to right. regret it later. Because the last statistic I saw, the suicide rate in transgender people that had transitioned was higher than the ones that had not. That yeah, that's the same statistics that I've seen, and you're absolutely correct. And that is an absolutely unconscionable, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. the medical community, doctors are you know take a the Hippocratic oath, which says, as I as as I am led to believe, above all else, do no harm. Right. Okay. And you know this this that 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 is no longer the case. It is uh, so much about the money. That and that's one of the things. I mean, there's a true crisis in the United States, at the very least, in faith in the medical system. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I grew up when I was a young boy. Everybody took aspirin for everything. Oh yeah. Okay. You had you popped baby them like aspirin. they were skittles. Exactly, and uh, you know, acetyl salicylic acid. It is you know, it can be made from the bark of a willow tree. It's mm-hmm. been used in Native American medicine for thousands and thousands of years and then as a young boy shortly after when it was around the time that they were trying to rebuild Tylenol from the uh, the uh, situation where somebody poisoned a bunch of just randomly poisoned a bunch of Tylenol bottles mm-hmm. and people were taking Tylenol and dropping dead from it and when they were trying to recover from that all of a sudden you couldn't take aspirin anymore if you were under the age of 18 right because you would die right and they've drummed that into and again here's the thing with it is that the um, effective dose of aspirin and over the counter aspirin is um, uh, is significantly lower than not the lethal dose but the dose that will do damage right to a person that does not have some uh, allergies to the acetyl salicylic acid or mm-hmm. something of that nature. Tylenol is is only about two times the effective dose. So if you take too much Tylenol, you're doing damage to your oh, liver. Well, I can, I can speak to that from personal experience. Right. Because, you know, as you said, aspirin and Tylenol we took religiously. And, you know, I was a wrestler in middle school, high school, college, Mm -hmm. and all that. And we had, you know, before you worked out and went to the gym, we had gotten to where we would take a Tylenol or pop one. You know, every time your arm hurt or your back hurt, Mm -hmm. you just pop a Tylenol. Because you could walk in anywhere and buy it. So you're like, well, this this can't hurt me. I can get it anywhere. We grew up thinking it's not being, it's not cocaine. It's not Mm -hmm. this narcotic. It's not crack. I can buy it at the Piggly Wiggly, so it can't be bad. Right. But eventually, it and I learned the hard way, there is only so much of that your body can break down. And that's, I don't take Tylenol anymore to this day for the simple fact, because I woke up one, one night about 2 o'clock. I thought I had food poisoning mm-hmm. because we had eaten kind of a, you know, you know, the fried chicken gizzards, you get them on the side of the road at the gas station. It's just you pick them up, and they're crunchy, and they're dripping grease, and they're just wonderful. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes, sir, I do. <laughs> <clears throat> and I thought, you know, I had just got some food poisoning because I chose unwisely for the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten to where I was regurgitating these things that looked like styrofoam, little styrofoam balls. Mm. Well, come to find out, that was my stomach lining that it was eaten out 
and I was regurgitating. I was in the hospital for two or three weeks because of that, but I ain't took a Tylenol since, knock on wood. Right. Well, so, and again, back to, you know, back to, to, back to topic, we kind of, we, we kind of meandered a little bit away from that, but we were, you know, discussing the whole gender dysphoria and all of that stuff. And, and again, the bottom line is, you know, part of the big problem that I think we've got is the prevalence of social media these days because everybody puts forth this fantasy existence that their life is all unicorns and rainbows. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's, you know, and the fact of the matter is life is hard. Well, you know, the funny thing, you know, I used to have a sailboat, right? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And, uh, every once in a while, you know, I live in the middle of a state, so there's no water here. So it has to be docked somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when you go down there and you have cool things like that and you show up and people are taking their selfies in front of it saying, I just got off the boat and mm-hmm. stuff like this. And it's like, right. well, if you just got off of it, you better write me a check because uh, I'll be more than happy to sell it to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I, no, but I, I walked up on several people taking pictures and selfies, and I was, it's funny as they were talking, and was, you get to talking to them, and it's like I say, oh, you, is that yours? And they said, yeah. I says, I've done well. And I said, must have done pretty well. I said, because you must have got it, because I don't remember selling it to you, because that one's mine. Mm-hmm. And then the, the stepping and the fetching to when they figure out that, yeah, you just been called on your be and then they have this thing when you look at them on Instagram or Facebook or whatever they have it like they're living in this palatial estate right. they have a boat they have a car and then when you call them on it and watch what they get into they get into a 1984 you go with one door mm-hmm. taped on driving down the road and they're hooting yep 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 well i mean that's kind of the whole point that i was making and so i mean we have the phenomena of people who are famous simply because they're famous okay i mean not because they've done anything or provided anything to society but just because they're famous you know and and we refer to those people as influencers and whatnot like that so it's really again and when you have and, and, and the other thing, my Lord, I, I am so glad that there was no social media when I was a young boy because I did so many stupid things that would still be following me to this day. Oh, most definitely. Had anybody been around there, and I mean, we, you know, of course, we had cameras, but when you took a picture with a camera, you had to get it developed and all of that stuff. It was a lot of hassle. So for the most part, a lot of the stupidity that I got away with when I was a young boy is lost to, 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 to just people's memories. There are some folks that remember it, but (laughs) it's lost to legend. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, again, the kind of that, that level of pressure, I mean, again, the things, uh, it's like the, uh, you see, um, Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but you see advertisements for them every now and again. If your life has been damaged by social media, we'll you know make it go away for you. you well, know, I can too. It's called turning off the dad blame internet. Well, exactly, exactly. And Here's we an idea: get rid of that. Turn right? off the internet. 
turn yeah. off Fox or CNN or whatever you're watching on TV mm-hmm. and pick up a dad blame book. Absolutely. Or, hey, Absolutely. here's a better idea. I'm fat. Mm-hmm. I could go out and walk. And I do, because, you know, I do. I walk with that, my baby dog that I, you know, I love that baby dog. And I go walking. I do more walking now with her than I ever had before. But that don't right. mean that I don't want to come back in and eat a, a zebra cake roll or something like that. Well, yeah. And, and again, but the bottom line is, in addition to that, if somebody decides to misuse a term to get a, you know, for a political point, push back on it. Don't use right. it. It's just not, and again, y'all be nice to each other, all right? Don't mistreat somebody because, I mean, and I'm not going to, personally, I'm not going to mistreat somebody because of the way they wear their hair or if they right. want to wear a, if, they, if it's a, a man that wants to wear women's clothing, you know, knock There ain't out. but one person that you right. and I mistreat, and he really deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's kinda, right. but it's kind of right. like last night, uh, or mm-hmm. was it yesterday? Uh, I, you know, I'm also on another podcast, and um, I shared a story, and I believe you and I talked about it this morning mm-hmm. when uh, I saw you uh, earlier today, and it's talking about the story of how a rat trap can affect the whole barnyard. Absolutely. And we need to get off of the stuff to where we're so focused with the blinders that we're only worried about what happens to us. And just basically just the, give a damn. Why don't you share the story? Why don't you share okay. the story? Okay, well, I'll, 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 I'll run into, I'll give the condensed version. All right. All right, We're the, there's a little mouse, a little rat in the farmhouse, and he has just come back from the pantry with a mm-hmm. piece of cheese. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there, and he's holding that cheese in his hand. And he's he says, oh, I'm so thankful that I have this cheese. But some noise in the background catches attention. So he peeks out his little hole when he sees the farmer and the farmer's wife opening an Amazon box. Mm-hmm. And so he watches them, and lo and behold, to his chagrin, out of that box they pull a rat trap. And he has just, he, he, he knows that it's the end of the world for him, that he's going to get caught. So... He drops his little cheese where it's at, quickly runs out the door and goes out into the barnyard. And the first creature he comes across is the chicken. Mm -hmm. And the chicken's sitting there and he's saying, there's a rat trap in the house. There's a rat trap in the house. And the chicken said, well, you silly old rat, that ain't got nothing to do with me. I can't get caught in a rat trap. Mm -hmm. And the rat kind of looks at him for a minute and then he runs over to the pig and the pig's in the sty and he said, there's a rat trap in the house there's a rat trap in the house and the pig says well i'll pray for you but there's mm-hmm. nothing i can do for you i mean because mm-hmm. i can't it doesn't really affect me because i don't get caught in it that's just mm-hmm. the way it works mm-hmm. and the pig says well or, and the rat says well i appreciate you praying for me you know because prayers help mm-hmm. and so he kept going on he's still worried about the rat trap gets up to the cow and the cow says oh i know rat traps are bad Rat traps are bad, she said, but duh, I can't get caught in them, so it ain't got nothing to do with me. Besides, it's in the house, and I'm out here in the field. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the poor little rat, he's feeling dejected. You know, he can't rely on his friends in the barnyard. So that night, he goes back into the house, and he didn't even want to eat his cheese. He was so depressed. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, later on that night, there was a loud snap. And we all know the sound that a rat trap makes when it goes off. It's loud. Mm-hmm. And it woke the little rat up. But fortunately, he realized, hey, it's not me. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, the farmer's wife didn't. Mm-hmm. When she went to look at the trap, all excited that she had caught something, she found out that she had caught the tail of a poisonous snake mm-hmm. and ended up, as she went down to pick up the rat trap, got bit by the snake. Mm. Well, the farmer takes his wife to the hospital. They do everything they can. A few days later, she bring, he brings his wife home and she has a fever. Well, what do you do when somebody has a fever? You make them better, you make chicken soup. Mm-hmm. So he goes out in the barnyard, grabs the chicken, Rings it neck, mm-hmm. defeathers it, gets it ready, and makes chicken soup for mm-hmm. his wife. Mm-hmm. For a day or two, she got a little bit better, but she started getting worse. And he's mm-hmm. still having to keep up with the chores on the farm, so he wasn't able to sit by her all day and all night. So he hired some people, and some friends came, and he felt bad because they were helping him and doing this, and he didn't have anything to give them so he said well i'll just slaughter the pig and that way at least i can feed them for doing for all the kindness they're showing to my wife and so he slaughtered the pig and he was able to feed the people well that went on for a few days well unfortunately the wife didn't get any better and she died and all the relations and the friends and all that come around and they had the people coming around and he the farmer he you know he was appreciative of all the sympathy and kindness that everybody was showing him and he wanted to take care of everybody because they had come a long way so you know he got a lot of people so the only thing he can do is kill the cow and he'd be able to feed everybody so he went out in the barnyard and killed the cow and fed everybody and uh, so at the point to where you think the rat trap cannot affect the whole barnyard mm-hmm. you have another thing coming because a rat trap can very much affect a barnyard and so that to me that just says sometimes you just need to have a little more empathy be a little more kinder to individuals and realize that even though you don't foresee it being a problem for you it very well could be a problem for you Right, and that that goes back again to the empathy. And one of the things that I have noticed within my lifetime with the advent of social media is people don't have the level of empathy for one another that they used to. And you got a fairly large segment of the uh, population that will pop off to folks and say things to them that they would that if they have any sense about them they would never say to that person in person. Oh, exactly okay. right. And it's a lot of it I think well, it, it, it comes back up getting their behind kicked exactly. on the that's, playground. Exa- that's what that's I was going to say is better. it's awful great to be a keyboard ninja. But when right. you're putting your butt on the line and you may get your teeth knocked out of your head for being stupid, mm-hmm. there's a whole nother level there. Well, and again, the other thing that, that and I'll say this and then I'll hush, but the other thing that uh, that I always, you know, reflected on is when you have a cup, when you have your dust ups 
from uh, kindergarten through, you know, fifth or sixth grade, mm -hmm. okay, by the time you're in the sixth grade, you've been in enough fights that you realize that your opinion, you know, if you, whether you won or lost the fight, your opinion usually didn't change. So there really right. wasn't a whole lot of justification for for wailing on one another. Right. Now, every now and again, every now and again, the butt worth the butt whooping was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> every now and again, but it's those not all. those it's were rare, rare and few in between. Yeah. But again, this is the thing where you also learn that you know not to let one of my favorite southernisms, not to let your alligator mouth overload your hummingbird behind. Right. And that's just something that has absolutely gone away in the age of social media. And, and well, and you know, the in the age of social media and mm -hmm. dealing with younger people and listening to them and seeing them, I'm reminded of the saying to where. I smell a lot of kerosene <laughs> because they soak in their socks and the ants don't crawl up there and eat their candy asses. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, you know, and the whole message is, is whether you agree with somebody or you don't agree with somebody. It's just, it, this, this really holds true for every facet of your life, whether it's politics, your neighbor, your people at work, your family, because there's family people, you have to love them, but you don't have to like them because they're family. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yep. Just be kinder. Just, just instead of being on a hair trigger, like it just, just relax. It right. ain't the end of the world. And now mm -hmm. you're going to be inundated with people jumping on the bandwagons, like you were talking about earlier, where gun control this and gun control that mm. well i can take any item household item including you know i've got guns in my house and i ain't never been scared one of them's gonna walk out of the closet and shoot me absolutely mm. but i can take any item in my house and i could probably use it to beat somebody to death with mm -hmm. so what's the next thing you gonna start banning coffee tankards and LED lamps and stuff like that because somebody gets killed. If you were going to ban something for people getting killed with it, there shouldn't be no more cars and no more airplanes. I don't take away the airplanes. I hadn't got my license yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about, well, I mean, like alcohol. I mean, alcohol kills people, but... Well, yeah, and that is the thing. I have I have never once seen a shot of liquor jump up off a counter of its own accord and, and pour itself down somebody's throat. This, I've seen people drink right. a lot of shots. Essentially, what that boils down to is we have essentially removed the sense and the concept mm -hmm. of personal responsibility. Absolutely. And until we return to that, mm -hmm. this big, I don't want to say, I'm not even, I don't want to say the bad word because I'm not, but a cluster, mm -hmm. if you know what I'm talking about. Charlie Foxtrot. Right. Until we have returned back to a where everybody has a monicum of personal responsibility we are going to continue to be in the mess that we are in now because everybody seems to think that they can do whatever they want to do without with impunity and not have to not have consequences to reckon with it's like when we were little I I'm use this final example because we're you know we're running a little long tonight. Mm -hmm. I know you got a little heated, and then I don't usually get to tell stories without being interrupted, <laughs> so it kind of excited me. But um, 
you know, if we got in trouble at school, all right, and we got a paddling at school, because every once in a while I would get a paddling at school because I, sometimes I couldn't shut my mouth. I am so shocked. I know, isn't it though? I mean, as quiet <laughs> as I am. And so when I got a paddling at school, I got one at home when I got home. Oh, yeah. And then when my parents told my grandmother and my grandfather what had happened, I was subject to get another one when I went to their house on the weekend. Yep, I'm right there with you. And if let's say we were at a friend's house, right? Mm-hmm. And the friend got in trouble for doing mm-hmm. something stupid. Mm-hmm. Knowing good and well that you were right there being stupid with them, their parents were jerking knot in your tail too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not even think twice about it. Yep. And now, now I'm not for child abuse. No, you know, I'm not no, advocating I'm child you. abuse. I, but I fully believe that if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, and I'm if you, you use punishment as a last resort, I was punished. I guess that's called, what is that, corporal punishment? Is that what they call it yeah. nowadays? Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what. I was smart enough to know not to do it again because I didn't want my little butt cheeks rosy red where I couldn't sit down. No, I'm with you. I understand. I learned how to say please and thank you, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. Mm-hmm. And that and you see that that it all ties into things, and because you people see, particularly in the South, mm-hmm. you know, we are a very nuanced people, particularly when it comes to language. So when you start met like mm-hmm. you were talking about, when you start messing with language. You really are kind of eviscerating the nuance that is the South. And I'm not referring to the romantic South of Gone with the Wind and that garbage, because that's right. that's crap. Yep. But we were taught basic politeness was, yes, sir, no, ma'am, mm-hmm. thank you, sir, thank you, ma'am, and yep. things like that. That was just basic courtesy. Yep. And when you have that ingrained into you for generations, and now all of a sudden, if I say thank you, ma'am, or yes, sir, ma'am, or I even get up and try to give somebody a seat that gets mm-hmm. offended by it, right? you would have thought that I had went into the hospital, grabbed a newborn baby by the throat, smacked it in the head, and then just twirled it around and decided I was going to put it on a hot bulb bum with ketchup and slurp that little rascal down. <laughs> That's a little graphic, Mike. But, well, uh, we'll I mean. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. I, I, I do indeed. And, and, you know, I mean, this is one of those we could uh, very easily go off on that particular tangent as well. And, and I mean, this, this could be the, 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 the record longest uh, show we ever did. <laughs> well, hey, you know, our record conversation is 18 days, 36 minutes, and, <laughs> and 47 seconds. So I'm all go now. I got a Diet Mountain Dew, sugar-free, and a box of Little Debbie's sitting over there. I can have the puppy bring me in a little bit, and we'll be good to rock and roll. I hear you. (laughs) But, you know, it's just, it all boils down to just act like you have some sense. Absolutely. Well, and yeah, and we've we've got to start finding the places where we have common ground. Or, I mean, again, Abraham Lincoln, a house divided against itself cannot stand. 
Right. We have got to find our common ground. We've right. got to stop. Well, and the bad part is, is we have more stuff in common than we have that divides us. It's right. just with social media, the news media, and everybody that wants to capitalize on other people feeling like victims so they can monetarily line their pockets. Mm-hmm. Right. And accentuating the bad stuff or the differences mm-hmm. until you're smart enough to realize that we're going to be in the same problem. And, you know, I saw, I'm going to, I'm going to finish up with this. If you ain't got anything else there, I saw a video the other day and it, it has to be one of my most favorite videos. You know, Mark Twain used to say, pretend you're an idiot and now pretend you're a member of Congress, but wait, I repeat myself. <laughs> You know, right. he's famous for saying that. And plus a lot of Mark Twain hated Congress. They hated the government. He thought they were all a bunch of idiots. And yeah, I'll be doggone. You know, Mark Twain lived a long time ago, but I'll be doggone if I don't think he was right. Well, yeah, absolutely. We're, I'm, my favorite clip of the United States Congress, and I don't even know if this guy's still a congressman. Mm-hmm. He was from the great state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I don't have anything against people in Georgia. I like Georgia. Mm-hmm. But... When you have a congressman that is supposed to be, what would be the term, a pillar of society? That somebody that's supposed sure. to ha- be well-read, well-educated, mm-hmm. able to think through problems. Exemplary. Exemplarily. Yep. Solve yep. problem solver. Mm-hmm. Smart. Right. Smart as mm-hmm. a whip. Yep. And he, is, they are discussing the island of Guam. Right. Mm-hmm. And his exact words were, were, we have X amount of people stationed and the growth on this side of the island. Let's just say the left side of the island. Right. More than the people on the right side of the island. Mm-hmm. And he is worried. This is his words. I am worried that the island might capsize. Right. I remember that. And I'm sitting here, and I see this, and it pops up every once in a while. And I'm like, I don't know who to accuse of being stupid. The people like that that are in Congress or the people that vote for them? Well, I think think you can share the blame equally. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of blame to go around. Yes, sir, there is. Well, I'll tell you what. With that, let's stop it there. Next week or next time, we're going to talk about getting our utility belt ready as we go to look at Brown Mountain Lights and do some of that other stuff and see what's happening unless something else earth-shattering happens like the destabilization of the dollar and the as the U.S. dollar is reserve currency or China invading Taiwan or some other stupid stuff interferes with our real life as we enter into doing well you know if we're going to do hunt ghost i don't think i'm going to do that at night i think it has to be during the day <laughs> all right <laughs> i don't might not find many of them we'll see what we well do. you know you know that's something i've always wondered mm-hmm. why is it they always if they're if it's haunted it's haunted during the day just as much as it is at night that is true so why do you always have to go at night well, that's what, and actually, the 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 the, what the apparition that I saw was during the day. But go ahead. Well, I mean, it just doesn't make any. And actually, you know, you know, I was had told that story about when we were up in Gettysburg, mm-hmm. 
Right. I, I don't think I told about the people that had solved the building, but I don't think I had finished. I think we got sidetracked, and I didn't finish the story. Well, uh, if we don't wrap it up tonight, we're going to get sidetracked, and we're going to have another hour. <laughs> all right, I'm going to finish this story, and then I probably maybe that's why buttercream won't never let me tell a story. <laughs> but anyway, we it was about it was it was probably about an hour before dusk, mm-hmm. and um, we had pulled up somewhere. I can't remember where it was at. We were getting ready to leave. That was had been the first time I had actually toured the battlefield. Mm -hmm. or parts of the battlefield and when we were there we didn't see it Mm -hmm. but i had been taking pictures i had just bought and so we can't blame this on film i don't know what to blame it on okay okay i took the pictures i have the pictures Mm -hmm. it was on i never it was a kodak digital camera Mm mm-hmm and it was like, you know, those point and shoot ones, the first one that had like a lens where you could telescope in and out mm. a little bit. Mm. So I was taking pictures of these cannons. They were like in a line and it was the sun was getting ready to go down. So it was going to be like a pretty sunset shot. You know, I was staging my picture. Mm-hmm. I was going to print that rascal out and hang it on the wall or make Christmas cards out of it or something. I don't know. Mm. Of course, at that time, I wasn't smart enough to get a digital picture off a of camera. Anyway, I thought you still had to take them and get them developed, but that's another story. <laughs> well, after we got home and had taken the pictures, I didn't look at it right after we had taken it. And matter of fact, I didn't even turn the camera back on for several days. Well, we, <laughs> my uh, younger people in the family taught me how to suck the pictures off and put them on a computer thing called a computer. <laughs> and... We were going through these pictures, and he said, how did you take this picture? He said, how did you do this? And I said, what are you talking about? And we got to looking at the pictures, and around those cannons, you can actually see on some of them the outline and the silhouette of it looks like soldiers getting ready to fire the cannons. Well, we'll just have to do some of that and see what we come up with. That's right. And that, that's the last story I'm telling, I promise. And with that, <laughs> that's the snout to the curly tail and everything in between, and we gone. You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at CarolinaUNDGRND. Hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you've got questions or comments, send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com. Stay Gen X strong. See you next time on the Carolina Underground.